Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. We've got one last game of the fantasy football season. One last game. We made it through a whole season. Congratulations, everyone. Give yourself a pat on the back, a round of applause, whatever. We made it through a whole season of fantasy football. It was a wild season. A wild season. Not my best season in terms of my own teams. I did win a Super Bowl, so that's good. But uh, crazy, crazy week 17 to finish the fantasy season off. And on today's podcast, this is the last fantasy football podcast of season three of the Profit Podcast. After this, we're into talking about just the actual football games for the playoffs and Fantasy Football 2022. So, <laughs> it's, I'm a little, not, not emotional, but just, wow, we made it through another season. Pretty crazy. Players that we have to talk about. Players who helped you win your championship this week. Jamar Chase, he went bonkers. He went crazy this week. Jamar Chase with 55 points. Jamar Chase had one of the greatest games of any wide receiver of all times. He set the record for most receiving yards by a rookie wide receiver. He set the record for most yards in a game by a rookie wide receiver. And he put up 55 fantasy points. The sky is the limit for Jamar Chase in fantasy football. The sky is the limit. You talk about him finishing the season as the number five PPR wide receiver, number three standard league, and you talk about the inconsistency he showed us, and he still finished that high. If he can get a little more consistent next season, he could be a top three wide receiver pretty easily. I mean, week 12 against Pittsburgh, six points against Denver, one points. If he can eliminate those few bust games, he could be one of the best fantasy football options of all time. I said in a TikTok, I think he's playing as the third best wide receiver right now in the NFL. And I think he is. And people said, oh, but there are other players. And I said, I don't care. I haven't seen a player dominate like that since, you know, Julio Jones, prime Julio Jones. Devontae Adams, he'll do it. But apart from those two, I have not seen a player just take over a game like Jamar Chase did in a while. There are very few players who can do it. Uh, Devontae Adams can do it. Michael Thomas, when healthy, can do it. Tyreek Hill can do it. But not not many others. Julio can't anymore. So I think he's playing an elite level, and I'm so excited for the future for Jamar Chase. Uh, We'll be talking about him a lot in this offseason. Another player who helped you win your championship, Amon Ra St. Brown. We talked about it on the Starts of the Week podcast. I said, look, Amon Ra St. Brown, he's only started in 20% of leagues. What are you doing? Why are you not starting this guy who's seeing double-digit targets for the past one, two, three, four weeks? Guess what Amon Ra did? He saw double-digit targets again, took it for 101 yards and a touchdown, got a two-point conversion and a rushing touchdown for 35 points. He did nothing till week 13. He's going to finish as a top 24 wide receiver. Incredible end of of the season. For Amon Ross St. Brown, he will be featured in a lot of off-season podcasts. He'll be featured in my 
uh, way too early bold prediction podcast next week. He'll be finished in my players I'm insanely high on podcast. He'll be featured in my wide receivers that I'm drafting everywhere podcast. We'll be very high on Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm probably going to get his jersey. Uh, I He's the real deal. He's an incredible talent, incredible player, and he will be the number one option on this team as a pass catcher. Even if they bring someone else in in this offseason, he will still be the number one guy. DK Metcalf, he helped you. He helped you win. He did not help you get to the championship, so I bet most people with DK Metcalf just felt worse after he put up 30 points in this championship round. What a strange season for Seattle. What a strange, strange season. When you go into next season and see that DK Metcalf finishes the number 13 wide receiver, remember, that's a little fake. It's inflated by one game. Not that we're taking that all away, but the context matters. The fact that he had a stretch with... 5 points, 7 points, 2 points, 11 points, 8 points, 11 points, 12 points. Keep that in mind. It's like Tyreek Hill. Yes, the ceiling is remarkable, but when the floor is that low, when they can have so many just dreadful games, it, you got you to gotta keep it in mind. The reason I give Chase a little bit of a pass on that is you expect those inconsistent bust games from rookies. That's what I expect from rookie wide receivers, and I'm fine with it. Now, two years, three years down the road, if he's still doing that, then it's a concern. That's why it's a concern with DK. That's why it's a concern with Tyreek. We've seen over the past few years, they can just disappear for periods of time where they're not involved in the offense. But master of consistency is the next guy who helped you win, Devontae Adams. Devontae was a freak in the playoffs, finishes as the number two wide receiver. Playoff weeks, he came through big time with 33 points and 30 points. And he got to you to the playoffs with a 34-point game. His off game against Baltimore, 16 points. Amazing stretch to end the season for Devontae Adams, the most dominant wide receiver in football right now. Uh, if you owned him, you probably won. Braxton Berrios, he helped if you flexed him. I doubt you did. Cooper Cup, of course, did well. Slightly disappointing into the season, but just because the expectations were so, so, so high. And then Hunter Renfro with another great week. Almost had about 10 extra more points, which would have lost me to lose one of my games. Uh, but someone got a fingertip on his shoe, which got the thing called back. Anyways, Darnell Mooney, another wide receiver who came through big time, 19 points. We talked about him on the podcast. He was one of the three players along with Devin Singletary. And I don't even remember who the other guy was. That I said, I'm not going to give reasoning, but I just have a gut feeling these guys will do well. Darnell Mooney came through big. And then another player we talked about on the... Gosh, which podcast was it? Uh, Playoff Saviors, Brandon Cooks. He had a good game. 19 points. Those were the wide receivers who really helped you. Now, wide receivers who hurt you a bit. Mike Evans, a bit disappointing. Keenan Allen, a bit disappointing. Finished his season. Terry McLaurin, I'm not even disappointed with that. Uh, I expected a bad game. But probably the biggest bust at the wide receiver position this week obviously was Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown sold big time. He quit halfway through the game in one of the most bizarre fashions I've ever seen. And he finished with single-digit fantasy points, really decimating your day as a fantasy owner. And then Marquise Hollywood Brown, he also really hurt you. He was started in over the majority of leagues, and he finished the game with two points. So very disappointing performance from him. Uh... A lot, of, a lot of players just didn't come through. Russell Gage didn't come through. Stephon Diggs, 
he he was a little disappointing this whole season. He's going to finish as the number seven receiver, but did not feel like it. You got very few weak winning games from him this year. Uh, and then Tyreek Hill, he's the last player we'll mention at the wide receiver position who was very, very disappointing. You know, I, I thought Tyreek Hill would explode. I thought we would have the Jamar Chase-Tyreek Hill duel and we would see, you know, Chase go for 160 yards and Tyreek go for 200. You know, something something crazy. Chase did his part, but Tyreek Hill did not. Six catches for 40 yards, 10 fantasy points, not what you needed from Tyreek Hill. If you had him, you probably didn't make the championship because he has been dreadful in the playoffs so far. But very disappointing and slightly worrisome. I think that I've seen uh, some of the doctors talking. We might be seeing uh, issues with Tyreek Hill because of his post-COVID symptoms, which I definitely think could play a factor. But moving on. At the running back position, there were plenty of classic championship weekend breakout players. Rashad Penny, 32 points. Daryl Williams, 25 points. Boston Scott, 24 points. Devin Singletary, 23 points. A really wild weekend for the running back position. I tweeted before the game started, I said, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Ronald Jones, Tony Michelle. Those will be four league-winning running backs Three out of the four of them hit. Rashad Penny is the most interesting to me, though, because no one has any idea how we view him heading into next year. No one has any idea. He has been in the league three years. He's hardly played because of injuries, but he finally got a chance to be the lead back and be healthy, and he was incredible. But then again, a lot of these incredible games were against very bad defenses. So how people value him heading into next season is going to be very interesting. I have a gut feeling he will be heavily undervalued because he does not, he's not someone who you think of and think of fantasy success. He's someone that you think of and go, oh, he's he's a backup, he's injury prone. But if he's healthy and is commanding a large share of uh, of the Uh, runs in this offense, he could be a very good running back to pick up in that kind of running back dead zone. Najee Harris, he absolutely exploded Monday night. If you're confused, I stopped doing the podcast and have resumed after the Monday night game because I wanted to see how that game would finish up. Najee Harris won people championships last night on the final play when he ran for a 30-yard touchdown. He could have gone out of bounds, sat down, whatever, you know, pull a classic, make fantasy managers scream at their TV. But no, he went in for the touchdown, about a nine-point swing there to finish up the fantasy football season. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. I know someone who won because of the final Baker Mayfield interception, but uh, he he had a great game. Daryl Williams, he had a great game. Boston Scott, like we said, he helped you. He got a lot of those goal line opportunities. Jordan Howard, was the one who started off with the goal line opportunities, but he did not find the end zone. He would go up the middle for a yard, and then they put Boston Scott in. Scott would do a little shimmy, make someone miss, and run into the end zone. Devin Singletary was another player we mentioned on last week's podcast, someone that I thought would have a good game. I did not see A.J. Dillon's smash game coming 22 points. Very pleased with that. Alvin Kamara, he finally showed up and helped Fantasy Matters after two very bad weeks. He put up 21 points against Carolina. Carolina. He didn't average a ton on the ground, 13 for 32, but he caught five balls for 68 yards and a touchdown salvaged the day there. He'll be interesting to see how people view him heading into next season. 
a lot of how I view Alvin Kamara is based on who's the quarterback. Elijah Mitchell had a good game, 21 points. He was one of the best waiver wire pickups this whole season. Uh, as long as he's been healthy this season, he's been great. And he showed up in the last game of the fantasy football season against Houston in a smash matchup and smashed Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, both great. Sony Michelle, great. Jonathan Taylor, pretty darn good. A uh, player who busted massively. Oh, man. <sighs> Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was extremely disappointing on Monday Night Football. He finished with five points. Five points. He's going to finish the season as the number 11 running back. Wow. Not what people wanted from Nick Chubb when they drafted him in the first round. One game under 10 points. Two games under 10 points. Three games under 10 points. Four games under 10 points. Five games under 10 points for Nick Chubb this season. Missed several games due to injury. Listen, I will not be drafting Nick Chubb early next year. I won't. Here's why. He has not ever seen a a good workload. He doesn't see that good workload. I have no faith in the Browns to actually give him the ball 20, 25 times a game. It just isn't happening. We say, okay, it's because Kareem Hunt's there. Kareem Hunt got injured. Kareem Hunt hasn't been in the picture, and they still refuse to give Nick Chubb the ball. Moreover, Nick Chubb has a hard time staying healthy when he does have a full workload. Every time he has a full workload, he gets hurt. He's 26 years old. He'll be going down to his 27th year next season. That's not exactly young. 27 is the end of the prime for running backs in fantasy football in terms of the analytics. When you look at it, the the breakout age is 24 to 27. 27 is the end. And if this guy's had multiple injuries, he has a hard time maintaining a consistent workload, I just can't take Nick Chubb in the first round. There are guys I like in the second round more. There are guys I like in the second round more. So disappointed by Nick Chubb this entire season. Another player who absolutely busted was Dalvin Cook with four points, nine for 13 yards. And this was really tough because Minnesota lost Kirk Cousins and they wouldn't play Kellen Mond. They they played Steve Mannion, who was absolutely dreadful. Uh, despite what the commentator said, Chris Collinsworth was like, oh, you know, Steve Mannion's been really good this game after he had three completions for 25 yards in a whole quarter of play. Anyways, Delvin Cook could not do anything on the ground. 1.4 yards a carry. Caught the ball three times for zero yards. Terrible game from Delvin Cook. You started in most leagues. He's rostered everywhere, and he busted and lost you the championship. Uh, A disappointing season from Delvin Cook. Number 15 PPR running back. The season was riddled with injuries and up and down performances. He's someone who I think has burned a lot of fantasy managers and he'll be ranked quite a bit lower heading into next season than he has been in the past. Also, he's not too young anymore. He's 26 years old and has dealt with a lot of injuries. I saw fantasy doctors talking about this way, way, way long ago, but I think that it's going to ring very true. Dalvin Cook could be that next Todd Gurley player. Dalvin Cook could be that next Todd Gurley player who ends his career that way. Making Alexander Madison a must-own as we head into next season. If you're in any sort of keeper league, make a move for Alexander Madison this offseason, please. Okay. 
AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, we said, got it done. DeAndre Swift was another bust with five points, four carries for 32 yards. This was my this was my concern. Uh, several people DM'd me and was like, were like, hey, should we start Swift? He's back. And the coach came out and said he's going to have a full workload. And uh, that, that, was, that was hard for me to answer because I said, hey, listen, if he's having a full workload, start him by all means. But I find it hard to believe that he will have indeed a full workload despite what the coaches said because he's coming off an injury. He's been injured in the past and the Lions, this game is meaningless for them. Why would they give DeAndre Swift, their bright young star, a full workload? And they didn't. He was fine, eight yards a carry. But he did not see a full workload. Jamal Williams saw the lion's share of the runs. So disappointing game there as well. All righty. Let's move on to the quarterback position. Or no, we did we did we did wide receivers, right? We did yeah, we did wide receivers and then running backs. And yeah, quarterbacks. I was right. Joe Burrow, Joey Burrow. Massive end of the season. He's, he finishes as a number five quarterback. He is a playoff MVP. I mean, 38 points in week 16, 34 points in week 17. And he was started in 37% of the leagues. What are you people doing? Why are you benching your players who are scoring points? I don't understand this. It's not like... I, I don't I don't understand this. Everyone was saying, hey, this is going to be a high-scoring shootout, and people didn't start Joe Burrow after he put up 38 points. I don't understand that. Russell Wilson came back, revived himself with 27 points, and he was started in 58% of the leagues. Why on earth would you start Russell Wilson and not start Joe Burrow? If you're worried about inconsistency or injury, come on. Makes no sense. Tom Brady did his thing, 26 points. Kyler Murray got it done, revived himself a bit, 22 points. We predicted that, but not not as good as we had hoped. Mac Jones, 22 points against a helpless uh, Jacksonville. Josh Allen, 20 points. He will finish the season as the number one overall quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott with a good game. Trey Lance came through with 19 fantasy points. We will be talking a lot about Trey Lance in this offseason. If you are a San Francisco fan who wants to hear about Trey Lance this offseason, wants to hear someone fall in love with him, subscribe to this podcast because that's what's going to be happening for the next four months. I am incredibly high on Trey Lance heading into next season. Uh, Quarterbacks who hurt you, Matthew Stafford with 13 points. Matthew Stafford was a playoff loser. Five points in week 16. If you managed to scrape bear by, he had 13 this past week just to make sure you were dead. Baker Mayfield sucked as always. Jalen Hurts put up a dud. I didn't see this one coming. He he threw the ball well. He ran the ball well. Those goal line touches, they just went to Boston Scott, which in all my leagues where I started Hurts, I also started Boston Scott, so I wasn't overly torn apart by it, but, but it was frustrating to see those touchdowns go elsewhere. But... Hopefully you did have Boston Scott. Um, Ryan Tannehill, 12 points. Carson Wentz, 10 points. He's not good. He's not good. Listen to the passing totals recently. I mean, what what other quarterback is putting up, you know, 
57 yards, 148 yards. I mean, he's had only a handful of actual decent games over the back half of the season. He started out hot, but he has cooled down like crazy. And then uh, Ben Roethlisberger, five points in his final game at Heinz Field. Uh, you weren't starting him, but I think the most disappointing quarterback here was Tua. Tua Tungavaloa. He has been a streaming uh, MVP this season, and he put up 205 yards and an interception, and he fumbled three times. One point. One point for Tua. Only started in 15% leagues, but there are 15% of fantasy players that Tua just broke their heart. Uh, I was a bit of a believer heading into the season for Tua. I'm not anymore. I'm pretty I'm pretty much out. We'll talk about him this offseason, but I have a hard time trusting him. All right, Noah Fant, 21 points. Gronk, 18 points. Mark Andrews, 14 points. Mark Andrews finishes as the number one overall tight end in PPR and standard leagues, ending Travis Kelsey's reign as the number one tight end. Kelsey will finish as the number two tight end. So it's official. Travis Kelsey was a bust this season. Dallas Goddard had a good year. You know who I am very excited about? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was incredible this season. I believe he set the record or is about to set the record for most receiving yards by a rookie tight end. Um, But he's the number five and number seven tight end, depending on your scoring formats. And he is viewed as a massive bust because he's found the end zone once. And we'll talk about him a lot in this offseason, but he's a player I'm very high on. Uh, especially if Calvin Ridley returns to this offense. We we don't know what's going on there. No new updates, but uh, we hope that he returns safe and sound. Oh, and then one other player that I forgot to mention in this recap who tore the heart out of fantasy owners everywhere, Javante Williams. The matchup was juicy, just couldn't do anything. 14 for 30. Four whole fantasy points. Four whole fantasy points in a smash matchup. He finishes as the number 14 PPR running back. And Melvin Gordon finishes as the number 21 PPR running back. Disappointing. Those those guys had such great matchups in the uh, playoffs with Cincy, Vegas, Chargers, and they couldn't do anything. Disappointing finish for those Broncos players. The Broncos team is just a mess. On Sunday morning about five minutes before kickoff. I benched Javante Williams, someone that I've been starting all season because I believe in him. I benched him for Boston Scott, and I ended up winning because of it. I wasn't able to tweet anything, say, hey, guys, do this. I, 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 it was against my better judgment. I had, I had Javante Williams on a profit-proof start, and I, at the last minute, just, no, I can't trust this Broncos offense. So disappointing finish for those players. Now, as we head into week 18... I'm going to tell you which games I'm most excited about just from a, a viewing standpoint. I am pumped about the Dallas-Philly Philly game. I think that one is played a lot closer than most people believe. I'm very pumped about the Green Bay-Detroit game because we get to see Amon Ross St. Brown one last time this season. I love him so much. Love him so much. I am pumped about this Washington-Giants game. We get to see it like the two crappiest teams I can think of battle it out. I'm pumped about Seattle, Arizona because Arizona, 
They've been doing better, but Seattle's offense is starting to click again. And I think Seattle could actually upset Arizona in a wild turn of events. I am pumped about the Jets-Buffalo game because I am now a writer for a New Jersey newspaper covering the Jets. So I'm officially a Jets fan. And then I am very pumped about San Francisco Rams. I think San Francisco could upset the Rams. And then the rest of the games are pretty bad. I'm going to be honest, week 18 slate of games is not spectacular. <laughs> but um, we can actually sit down, relax, and watch football and enjoy it instead of stressing about different player stat lines. Although we're going to be doubling down on prize picks because that makes football games way more fun to watch. So keep it a lookout for those on the podcast and on TikTok and on Instagram because you know, I always like to share my entries and you can follow along or try to beat me. But uh, you got to have some skin in the game. You got to have some skin in the game. Um, Here's what, here's a bet I'm doing on prize picks. Whatever uh, Amon Rossi Brown's like receptions is taking the over. All righty. This wraps things up, guys. This, this, This wraps it up. This is the end of the 2021 fantasy football season. This is the end. The next podcasts will be going over, you know, just just talking about what happened this past season and how we should view players heading in next year. Thank you all so much for an awesome season of fantasy football. This season was great. Podcast did great. The Instagram, TikTok channels, they did great. And I am getting a lot of opportunities to make content other places, which is exciting. And I just thank you all so much. Uh, as we head into this off season, there will be a lot more content on YouTube. And TikTok will be kind of changing the content on there. I'm going to be doing more voiceovers, not funny commentating voiceovers, but just talking about players, but doing voiceovers. And then the videos of the podcast will be all on YouTube. I'm going to record every one and put it on YouTube. And then I'm also going to be doing just some YouTube exclusive videos of me talking to you guys about different players. But uh, so YouTube is really the future of the podcast, I think. Um, and TikTok is just going to be a place to kind of try to grow the base, um, which is a little different. About how I've done it in the past, but we're going to see how it goes. But uh, thank you all so much for an awesome fantasy football season, and I'll see you next time.